WPSC, William Patterson University. I'm your professor, David Kirk Perp, along with your professor, Dr. Stabon. We are grateful to have you listening to us today. This is a live interview recorded, so it's not live. We're live doing it, but when you're listening to this, it is not live. It is either on the radio or a podcast. So we are here in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. And the view from this room is outstanding. We can see Russia from where we are right now. This is tremendous. Just the vibe in Nashville is... Vibraphonic. It is. That is yeah. where we are and what we're doing. It is. We're It'll be really now over ninety degrees today. Yes, but not in the room in which we are working. <laughs> no, I touch fifty. No, <laughs> that's right. We are with our good friend, best friend. Uh, we are actually in her will, Heather <laughs> Ellis. She's manager of music services at Pandora. Heather <laughs> Ellis. <laughs> she also you. has Red Sand or Sand. Dust. Red Dust <laughs> manager. Yes. And then we also have Faith Boonstra, who made this happen, our student here. Say hi, Faith. Hello. Hello. There we go. So thank All you, right. Faith. Uh, a couple reminders. Uh, go to musicbiz101wp.com. Sign up for a newsletter. Read our stuff. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook at musicbiz101wp. You'll be probably listening to this on the podcast, iTunes, and SoundCloud. We want to give thanks to the Music Biz Association for this space in Nashville, the state of Tennessee. And we want to give thanks to our friends at Van Dyne Bruno Inc. and White Hat Management. They're a business management firm. <laughs> so with artists like Charlie Puth, Dave Matthews, Kiss, St. Vincent, there's only one place to go for your band's business management. Go to vb-cpa.com when it's good for you. And we want to thank our friend, the Grammy winner, Rob Fusari, for his support. We're going to hear the song Don't Let Love Down at the end of this, which he wrote with Lady Gaga. And without Rob, there is no Lady Gaga. Have you ever heard of Rob Fusari? I actually maybe have not. That is okay. He, he uh, produced uh, The Fame with Lady Gaga, and he wrote songs with Will Smith and uh, Beyonce. He wrote Bootalicious. Oh, that's, that's fun. That's Rob yeah. Fusari's Bootalicious. Paparazzi. Yes. And we also want to remind you, Managing Your Band 6th Edition, it is out. Order it at Amazon.com. This is our book, Heather. Phenomenal. We're going to send you a free copy. Oh, thank just you. Just for being on this interview. That's our oh. new thing I just decided. Right, right now. <laughs> from Wild Wild West. That's right, the Will Smith song, that's right, with Stevie Wonder, thanks to Stevie. So, uh, rather than take up all of Heather's time with our <laughs> banter and our fun, let's not have fun. Right. Faith, give the intro. I'll make sure this Heather, isn't fun. So. Yeah, this, make this a really bland, adult interview. I'm a boring person, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't think it'll be that way, but Heather, yes, you, hello. hello. I know you're <laughs> the manager of music services at Pandora, and you are actually talking, you are here at the Music Biz 2017, um, talking about like Pandora's AMP artist marketing mm -hmm. program, but I guess before we get into that, just say what is it that the manager of music services does, and can you also give a little bit about the Red Dust management yeah, as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so title updates actually uh, artist marketing at Pandora, which is what it used to be, and then it was briefly music services. Now I'm back to artist marketing, same yeah. job the whole time. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, basically what I do is Pandora has AMP, the artist marketing platform, 
And that is basically a suite of products and programs that help artists promote their music both on and off Pandora. And so in the building, I work really closely with the product team who builds um, all of the different tools and puts together the programs um, for AMP. And so I make sure that they are taking artist needs into account. I'm working with our industry team to uh, liaise with labels and managers. Um, and then outside of the building, I work with those artists, managers, labels, sometimes agents, digital marketing people, just kind of you know a, a number of different people throughout the music industry to teach them how to use the tools on AMP, to help them get engaged with what we have built for them, and to also get their feedback and figure out what we could be doing better, how we might be able to better serve them in the future, and just to make sure that they are up on best practices and they're getting all the latest AMP news. So um, I do a, a lot with that. It's a really busy job. It's super fun. Um, and then on my own, my little side hustle, Red Dust, um, I started that actually very shortly after college, and it was a really fun experiment to start, mm -hmm. a, to start a little company when I was a little less than a year out of school. Um, started that and had, uh, at the time, I had, I think, three artists who I was managing, um, taking up a lot of my time managing, and I also, at the time, I was working at The Orchard, so I had a relationship with a distributor, so I was able to distribute their music. Um, I worked really heavily on that for the first few years. I've scaled back a little bit with Red Dust since my Pandora job is so um, awesome and time-consuming and real, um, which is great. Uh, but I still do work with those artists, uh, distributing their music and kind of being more of management consulting. I'm not as day-to-day -day as I used to be, but when they need to make big decisions or when they need help connecting with somebody, I always am there to help them. Mm -hmm. So um, maintain those relationships, maintain the relationship with the Orchard, but it's been a really fun however many years now, <laughs> yeah. So, so what did you study in school? Um, I went to the University of Miami and I studied music business. Right. Oh, okay. Did you know Ray Sanchez? Of course, yeah. Well, with Ray and Sirona is here somewhere at Music yeah, Biz. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've been running into her and John Redman and hugging them and running away. Right. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, was, I was music business there, minor in marketing, which has served me extremely well. Mm -hmm. And also while I was in school, um, midpoint in school, I started as the Sony college marketing rep. Uh, for Miami, which was an unbelievable start to a career. Highly recommended for anybody who can be a college marketing rep. You should be a college marketing rep. Right, so you didn't speak Spanish? Um, I didn't. I can understand it pretty well. So when people were yelling at me in Spanish, I more right, or less right. knew why they were yelling at me. Right. Um, but I, I was not a confident enough Spanish speaker to yell back. Right. So I just sort of accept it and creep away. Right. <laughs> at the end of our interview, we'll speak a little Spanish. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, That'll be so like a really fun thing where I'll just sort of quietly leave. Yeah, That's yes, usually yeah. my response. Uh, it's, 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 it's perfect because you'll join in. It's, it's oh, part of every interview that we do. Oh, ideal. Wow. Piece of Spanish. People walk in the room and they mm -hmm. know Spanish. Going back to AMP, because mm -hmm. um, you bring up this is a, a platform mm -hmm. for artists. So we'll take away the fact that some artists want to know how to get on Pandora, which is right. not your I uh, mean, thing. I mean, submit.pandora.com. Okay, so <laughs> DIY artist. So I'm a DIY <laughs> artist. I get my music. Yeah, submit to Pandora.com. Mm -hmm. I get my song, so I'm getting some streams on Pandora. Mm -hmm. Automatically, I can access AMP. Yes. Any, is this for any artist this who is, is getting played? any artist who's on Pandora mm -hmm. at all. We have, um, you know, different levels of service and different uh, tools. And so if you are totally DIY, totally unaffiliated with any of our direct deal partners, you still have access to your data on Next Big Sound, which is part of the AMP suite. And you also have access to a tool called AmpCast, which allows you to record artist audio messaging from the Pandora app on your phone. So you don't need to log into anything on desktop. It's all mobile within the normal Pandora app. So all you have to do is claim your AMP account at uh, amp.pandora.com slash claim dash artist. And um, once you have done that, no matter who you are, as long as you're spinning on Pandora, you can use AmpCast uh. to reach your fans using audio messaging. 
on. I remember that came out like <clears throat> a year and a half or two years uh, ago. Yeah, we, right? we launched MCAST in beta at South by last year. Right, okay. And we launched properly um, this past fall along with our relaunch of AMP. And so explain again how that benefits an artist and what they do and who they're speaking to. Yeah, so um, with Artist Audio Messaging, it is a tool that enables all artists to record. 15 second messages and the easiest way to start to think about these messages is to picture you know a traditional radio liner where the artist is saying like hey this is whoever and you're listening to eh. and um, those are great but they actually really benefit the radio station more so than they do the artist so sure. we thought about how we could expand that concept to be something that really did move the needle for artists and was a way for them to promote their careers, promote their music. Mm -hmm. So with these messages you record the audio for it and we really encourage it to be very natural, very organic, very personal, because in the case of a radio liner, you're talking to a thousand people at once. But with these audio messages, they're served very one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. So we want the artist to speak like they're sitting in the room with one fan and they're hanging out, very mm -hmm. natural. And they can then customize the message to include a call to action so they can drive traffic to purchase their record or visit their website, their socials, watch a video, whatever, as long as it's not a competitive streaming service, because obviously <laughs> that isn't cool. Um, but otherwise, they can record these messages, include call to action. They can geo-target the messages if they're promoting a show or an event in a specific location. They can, if they so choose, have the message play alongside a particular track of theirs if they're doing single promotion or a track intro or outro. Um, but in general, these messages are going to play upon a station launch, so when someone starts their station, or before or after any of their songs on any station where they appear. And the audience for these messages is really anyone on Pandora who has indicated to us that they are a fan of that artist, mm -hmm. uh, typically by starting the artist station, because um, that's you know a very clear way. They log into yes. Pandora, they type in an artist name or an artist track. Obviously, they like that artist. Um, we also identify fans via their thumb activity. So if they've thumbed up three of the artist tracks before, or they've thumbed up one, you know, even if they haven't started a station, they've still indicated to us that they're clearly a fan of that artist's music. Mm -hmm. So you know, maybe interested in seeing them live or buying the record or whatever it may be. Um, so those are uh, really powerful on platform. But on top of that, if a message is not attached to a specific track, if it's just sort of a general message, they can also be shared on social. So we auto automatically generate a little link and the AMP user can share the message directly onto Facebook or Twitter, or they can copy that link and put it on their website or in an email, or they can text it to somebody or whatever. So the reach of the message can go beyond Pandora. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, if that Twitter follower sees the, the tweet with the link to the message, they, clink, they click the link, I always say clink, um, <laughs> click the link, and that will pull them into Pandora, play the message, and then launch that artist station. So if that Twitter follower wasn't previously a station owner, now they are, and so they're part of that addressable audience, and we can reach them with future marketing. Well, for the consumer, thing. I'm sorry I keep interrupting you. <laughs> for the consumer, <laughs> let's good. say I, I see it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I click on the link and mm -hmm. it brings, it opens up the Pandora yes. on my, whether it's on my phone or on my mm -hmm. laptop desktop. Yep. Is it going to make me sign in to Pandora and create an account before I get to hear that song, or will it automatically? It will have you sign in. I mean, if, if the app is on your phone, mm -hmm. you're typically just logged in, and that's right. by far the majority of the usage that we see. In the somewhat unlikely event that someone clicks in and they're not logged in, it will have you log in first. Um, luckily, there are about 250 million Pandora accounts. Um, so most people in America at least have a Pandora account. Um, so we're... Uh, kind of, you know, relying on the fact that most people can log in easily and access these messages, and we really haven't had much of a problem with that at all. Right. 
Curious, you're mentioning all these messages. Like any artists that you know have like been super unique with these messages and like reaching yeah. so many people. There, I mean, there there are some really fun ones. We uh, at South by Southwest, South by Southwest this year, we did some really fun messages where we were driving traffic to the live stream of our own show, and so like we had a really great message from Ti for that. Um, we've done, we've gotten a lot of really fun ones. A, a lot of uh, artists, especially using Ampcast, where it's on their phone, they can just kind of mess around. Like, we've gotten some really funny ones from Atmosphere before. He, like, created a whole sort of environment. Um, we have, we've, I mean, we've gotten so many really amazing ones. I, I have, like, infinity examples off the top of my head. But <laughs> we've also just gotten some that have performed really well um, from often bigger artists. But it's also really, you know, exciting and inspiring when you see messages that perform really well from smaller artists who don't necessarily have a huge machine behind them. And they're just, you know, on their own or with a small team or with a really small label. Mm -hmm. And we still see, you know, super high engagement, like really moving the needles for needle for these artists. So that's always really exciting. So if I'm if I'm an artist, sorry, like Little mm -hmm. Big Town or something, mm -hmm. and uh, Karen Fairchild has a Fairchild brand of clothing mm -hmm. or something that's yeah. going to be sold through Macy's or something. Mm -hmm. So if Little Big Town did their 15 second message at the end, right. could they say, "Hey, brought to you by Macy's" or something? So Are they not allowed they to do that? They can't do that. That okay. that's actual advertising, and we do have a spectacular advertising platform mm -hmm. on Pandora. So if you want to do you know something that's more along the lines of an actual advertisement paid media you do that through our actual advertising team that's a whole media buy for um aams uh the messaging is a lot more um organic and the artists can can still promote you know they can promote their record they can promote but we want it to stay within the you know very specific use case of their career as a musical artist so if they're doing you know things with other brands mm -hmm. or if they are branching out and you know doing some other crazy project we really want to keep it focused on their music and, and their musical career and every every once in a while you know sometimes there's a interesting use case where there's a collaboration or you know maybe they made a documentary about their music and you know we're, we're working with that but we really want to make sure that the artist uh, is providing messaging that's very, very relevant to the listening experience. That's smart from your perspective, because I could totally imagine artists right. thinking, oh, here's my way to monetize right. my 15-second stream, yeah, and you guys don't get any benefit from it. Exactly. exactly. This is not free advertising. These are personal yeah. messages that you're delivering to your fans, and there can be a promotional element to them, but primarily these are, these mm -hmm. are to help the artists with their music. <clears throat> Do they, um, are they unlimited? And, and in terms of how many messages they can record? Uh, yes, so the way that uh, AMP is set up is you can create campaigns, and in a given campaign you can have up to 50 audio messages, right. but you can have as many campaigns as you want, so in that sense they are unlimited. Can, we, you, uh, can the artist determine which one is being played, or which one will be played? Uh, no, so we have actually really advanced targeting on our platform, and we take a lot of different factors into account from uh, you know whether or not we think this individual is a fan of the artist when they're listening to a certain mm -hmm. type of music when they're listening to music at all when they're engaging the most like we take a lot of factors into account so it's not so much something that the artist can just choose and uh, that to that point we actually recommend that artists don't have more than 10 but we really try to keep it more in the five to seven range of mm -hmm. uh, messages live at once because if you have too many messages live, your audience is still a relatively finite group, and so you might start cannibalizing That's your own thinking. audience, and people will be hearing one message instead of another message, and yeah. then you know you're, yeah. you're you're crossing too many different things at once. So right. we are trying to make sure that artists are getting this messaging out, and it's reaching the appropriate fans, but they're not 
way overdoing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. I think just want to get off like of the Pandora stuff and know that you personally like, with mm-hmm. your job um, like what how do you like you mainly like approach like these artists and like how do you work with them like what's your outside style? of Pandora like my personal stuff or I guess in both like Pandora and in like Red Dust it's like yeah well really I mean in Pandora Pandora tells me to so um, <laughs> I, I do that um, we have a really great industry relations team at Pandora that helps us connect with uh, labels and managers and artists. So I usually don't go direct at Pandora. I mean, every once in a while at events like Music Biz or South by, um, artists will come straight to me because we have like a setup where there's a tent and people can come. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I do all of my industry outreach via our industry relations team. So they help me set that up, and that's how I do that. Um, for my personal stuff, I, I mean, I went to music school. I know a lot of musicians. I moved to New York right out of college and I knew a lot of musicians there Um, so I mostly built that off of either artists who I directly knew or and that's how I started at first the the artists who I signed initially were uh, two artists who I went to college with and then one artist who went to college with uh, my best friend (laughs) and I met them through her Um, but then after that as I started to work with new artists it was people who I the next band who I signed like played a show with the band who went to college with my friend in Charlottesville. Um, like, they played together. They liked playing together. They wanted to play together more. So then we kind of just started talking more, and they had recently broken up with their previous manager, so they asked to be a part of my little family, and so I brought them in. Um, and then uh, any artists I worked on after that, I mean, I met a couple of them at, through work at the Orchard, and you just kind of, I mean, being around, you end up meeting a lot of musicians, so sometimes those musicians need help. <laughs> yeah, so do you adapt just kind of based on, like, what they need mainly um yeah I mean you have to be when you're signing you have to be selective about who you're working with I mean you don't want to work with artists who aren't going to hustle especially in the smaller when everything's super DIY you don't want to be too um you don't want to have an artist who's relying on you to do absolutely everything um so you'd be a little bit selective of, of who you're signing you also um make sure that where they are headed and what they want you know if, if their next three to five years looks like writing a bunch of songs, getting funding for a record, recording a record, mm-hmm. touring a little bit. Like, that's within the realm of something that I could reasonably help them with. If they're, you know, trying to completely go a different direction where it's out of my expertise or they're just on a different trajectory or they weren't trying to do those things, they were just trying to tour around their local market and just kind of, you know, let that be what their mm-hmm. career is, I also wasn't trying to do that. So just I- identifying the goals of the artist, making sure that it's realistically something that you can do, especially if you're young and just getting started out. I mean, if an artist is saying that they want to be you know, signed to a major label within a year and touring worldwide, like that's not something that 22-year-old me could realistically help them with. Right. So I you know, was keeping that within the realm of po- uh, possibility as well. What, what would you say is the single most important aspect of the music industry an artist manager needs to understand? Um, it's really hard. That's that's the first thing. You have uh-huh. to be constantly working. It's it's really not something where you can just rely on like, oh, I conceptually know how this is supposed to work, so it's going to be easy. I mean, when you're when you're booking, or especially when you have to do everything, when you're booking or when you're trying to work with uh, press or um, even just find people to join your team, you're going to be sending hundreds of emails that no one's going to answer. Like you have to constantly be working. And the other thing that I think is really important is that knowing as many people as possible 
in, in a real way, not just meeting people, but actually knowing them, knowing what they're working on, what they care about, how um, you can potentially work together is a huge help because if you're trying to do everything by yourself, it really helps if you're not actually by yourself and you have people who have different skills than you who you can call up on you know any given Tuesday and be like hey look I'm trying to do this thing it is not working can you help me or not even it's not working I'm just I'm trying to do this thing and you're good at this thing do you want to do you want to be a part of what we're doing and it's incredibly helpful I mean I, I've relied on friends who have design chops who have PR chops who have recording chops who know a bunch of other musicians who I could come and play on recording like you you meeting people knowing people and getting really, a really symbiotic relationship going with other people in the industry is incredibly helpful. Have you, like, worked in other things that just from managing, mainly? I that mean... you can, like, offer advice about? Of all of the things that I've done so far in my career, um, managing kind of makes you put on a bunch of different hats. So you end up, especially, especially on the smaller levels, I imagine. I mean, I've never... I've, I've interned at huge management companies, but... Um, as an actual manager, I've only ever been on you know the more DIY side of things. So, I mean, I had to I had to learn so many things. I had to learn how to uh, book. I had to learn how to code. I had to learn how to use Photoshop, which I didn't know how to do in college. I had to you know learn a lot of skills. And I think that um, no matter what branch of the industry you're going into, being able to do a little bit of everything is super helpful. And being able to have the conversations about any aspect. I mean, I've never worked in radio, but if I was talking to a, a radio promo person I could you know at least carry a conversation you know just basically learning enough about many aspects of the industry so that if you are you know at music biz and you run into somebody and you strike up a conversation you can you can have if, if they seem interested in working with you you can have a conversation about how they could realistically work from you you know you're not starting from scratch with every conversation that you're having so I think that that's um, really important management teaches you that but also just having jobs in the industry and being willing to learn what other people do mm-hmm. is really helpful yeah. I guess one final thing from me is and back in terms of Pandora is there anything you can reveal about like Pandora going forward like not just with these messages but is there anything um, I mean I can't speak to Pandora's greater strategy but I, I mean on the amp side we're really excited to um, continue to improve the tools that we have and make sure that we are tweaking the science behind them because these have really only been out at scale since October of last year. So there's a lot that we can do now that we've gotten a substantial amount of usage that's helping us steer the decisions that we make in the future. And also, you know, as Pandora Premium continues to blow up, uh, learning how we can incorporate the AMP tools into the Pandora Premium experience is obviously a huge opportunity this year. You mentioned... um, you're in, on your LinkedIn profile that you're a, an evangelist, a Pandora evangelist. Yes, yes, so, right is now. this what? What are some of the things that you do as an evangelist for? Pandora? Um, well, you know, stuff stuff like music biz, stuff mm-hmm. like events. I mean, I go to a lot of conferences, I go to a lot of festivals, and at those types of events, I meet with the industry. I, you know, spread the gospel of AMP, as it were. Um, okay. Make sure that they all understand that these tools are available to them on every scale. I mean, it, it's important to drive home the point that like I'm not just talking to Drake. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm. I'm talking with the major labels, but I'm also talking with DIY artists, CD Baby Conference, talking to people at TuneCore. You know, like we're 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 in it at every scale, and um, I think that's really important to uh, remind the industry because if you are a, an artist spinning on Pandora, you have access to this stuff and it can help you. And so I, I spread that message a lot. Well, this has been a great message yeah. that you've it's brought really to us, thank Heather you Ellis so from much. Pandora. We should clap for thank you. Oh, thank you. Clap for you. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you so much for being here on Music Absolutely. Biz 101 and more. Faith, thank you very much for following up and making sure the Heather Ellis got here. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Heather. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank, thank you guys better. for having me. And thank you, Dr. Stavon Marconi, for being yes, here as well. and my co-host. That is I, Professor David Kirk Philp. And at the end of every interview, we do not say hello. Instead, we mm. turn to our friends in Mexico, okay. in Brazil, where they speak Portuguese, so right. they're not our friends, but in España. <laughs> Well, and we say, do. we said we were going to speak Spanish. I know. Yeah. So now right. instead of saying hello, we say adios. Would you like to yell adios with us? Adios. Adios. Hold on. Thank you, Heather. I can't remember when. You looked at me and cried Said something broke inside of you My best friend Whatever come our way You know I'm yours until the end So